Welcome to this sixth bonus Saturday special daily devotional in our series on the resurrection of Jesus. And with it, we come to a significant turning point in the ministry of Jesus. The resurrected Jesus now leaves his disciples and he is taken back up to heaven. Jesus' personal presence on earth did not end with his death, but it did with his ascension, his going up to be seated in glory at the Father's right hand. Perhaps we are more familiar with Matthew's gospel account of this event, often called the Great Commission. Today I thought it would be good for us to ponder Luke's account of the same event. He records it at the beginning of the book of Acts. He writes, In my former book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach. So Luke is the author of the book of Acts, and his former book, to which he refers, is the book we call Luke's Gospel. Uh, this book of Acts is like the sequel to his Gospel, part two. Uh, and so Luke writes to Theophilus, in my former book, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day he was taken up to heaven, after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen. After his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. So, as this week we've looked back over some of those resurrection accounts and appearances in the Gospels, it's no surprise that there's so much material because the resurrected Jesus continued to meet with his disciples for almost six more weeks after his resurrection. It was quite a long period of time. Notice also there that Jesus' primary teaching theme with his disciples in that period had to do with the kingdom of God. Jesus was making clear how God's rule was now coming to all people across all nations, across the whole world. Integral to God's kingdom coming was the empowering of the Holy Spirit. So verse 4, On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command, Do not leave Jerusalem but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. The coming of the Holy Spirit being gifted to all believers had been declared by several of the prophets, especially the prophet Joel, around about the 8th or 9th century BC, it was understood to be the, the marker, the, the trigger for God's decisive movement in the world when evil would be judged, retribution on God's enemies dispensed, and God's new kingdom would be inaugurated under the leadership of a Messiah king from the line of David. That was the hope and the expectation that the prophets had, uh, had generated in, in their teaching, in their preaching. And so the gifting of the Holy Spirit naturally triggered a conversation about the kingdom of God among Jesus' disciples. So verse 6, Then they gathered around him and they asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know the times or dates, 
the Father has set by his own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Jesus' response to the disciples' questions, interesting, isn't it? He doesn't refute their basic understanding of the coming of the Holy Spirit to be gifted to all believers as some kind of a trigger for the coming of the kingdom of God, restoring the kingdom to Israel. The basic idea is right, but their sense of timing is not the same as God's. The Father has his own timing, his own agenda, which will not yet fully make sense to them. But the key thing that they needed to know was that the Holy Spirit would very soon be gifted to them and his coming would mean that they received power. Not power to rule, but power to testify, to be Jesus' witnesses in the world. Now, already in this series of devotionals, we've seen that Jesus' resurrection is meant to trigger a great mission, the proclamation of Jesus as Lord and the forgiveness of sins. And now we learn that this proclamation, this testimony to Jesus, is going to cross boundaries and borders, moving out from the epicenter of Jerusalem to the surrounding region of Judea, and then crossing over to the region of Samaria, and then to the ends of the world. Or to put it in the religious framework of a Jewish thinker, from the pure and proper religion of Jerusalem, to the slightly less sophisticated Judaism of surrounding Judea, to those half-breed Jews of Samaria, not really legitimate, and then finally to the Gentile world in the ends of the earth. The kingdom of God extended through the testimony of the apostles and disciples is going to cross all religious boundaries and include all kinds of people. Indeed, the entire book of Acts is going to be structured around the gospel message of God's kingdom crossing each of these boundaries and being established in each of these kinds of people. And with this breadth of vision before his disciples, then Jesus is taken from them. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes and a cloud hid him from their sight. So this is called the ascension, as in ascending, going up. Jesus is taken up into the air and is then hidden by a cloud. Suddenly his disciples do not see his physical form anymore. What does it mean? Most simply, it says Jesus has returned to heaven, to the throne of God, where he is seated beside his heavenly Father to rule in glory, to a place where he is supreme over all dominion, authority and power. Or as Paul writes in Philippians 2, Therefore God exalted him to the highest place, and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So let's never forget that Jesus is absolutely alive and well and seated in glory right now. 
in the heavenly realm. His majesty is restored to him, his glory reflecting all the glory of God the Father. Can I encourage you now to lift your spiritual eyes to see the resurrected Jesus now ascended to rule at God's right hand and with our eyes of faith wide open, give him praise and glory in our prayers.